0: Greetings and welcome into another edition of College Golf Talk. Steve Burkowski, Brentley Romine with you. We last joined you back on June 3rd. We are taping this on July 22nd. And Brentley, just because it is the middle of summer, there's no school in session anywhere. And we hope they will be sooner rather than later. But a lot going on in the college golf world with the PGA Tour U rankings officially unveiled and The question marks about college golf. Will we actually see it in the fall season? We will get to that shortly, but let's first uh, start with the PGA Tour University Rankings. And six or seven weeks ago, Brentley, we unveiled and worked hand in hand with the PGA Tour to sort of let people know what this was all about. And to sort of give a quick summary, there's now a ranking system for seniors or fourth year players in college golf that At the end of the NCAA championships, the top 15 in those rankings will have status. It is all about status. Brentley, you and I have covered this game for a very long time, and the very best college players in the world will always wonder, okay, what next? So we take a look at the rankings that were officially unveiled today. We will go 1 through 15, and – a quick look that the top five rankings, when they are done, those five players will immediately earn Corn Ferry Tour status. They'll be eligible for the open events the week after the NCAA championship. So you're looking in the neighborhood of seven, eight, nine events, and they will also, if needed, get a spot to the final stage of Corn Ferry Tour School. Six through 15 on the ranking. They'll earn a bit of status on the international tours. And they will also be exempt into the second stage of Corn Ferry Tour School. So let's rattle them off. One through five. We'll start with the top five. Florida State. They should be happy in Tallahassee. John Pack, number one in the inaugural PGA Tour U ranking. Chun An Yu from Arizona State in at number two. Austin Eckrode from Oklahoma State is third. Davis Thompson, fourth from the University of Georgia. Sandy Scott from Texas Tech, who just announced earlier today he is coming back for an additional season. He rounds out the top five. Brentley, your initial reaction to one through five? I think they got it pretty right on the, uh, you know, I think they hit the nail on the head there,
1: Burko. Um, I mean, John Pack, just a supreme talent. Kevin Yu, one of the best ball strikers in the world. Uh, among amateur players, Austin necro has got a U.S. Open start already under his belt. Davis Thompson, just incredible last year, um, where he was a finalist for the Haskins Award. And Sandy Scott, like you mentioned, uh, had the chance to speak with him briefly uh, uh, in the past week, and uh, he's booking his plane tickets right now to get over to the USAM and hopefully uh, start his fall season soon after that. But yeah, just five talented players, all within the top maybe 15 or 20 or so in the world amateur golf rankings. So, I don't I don't have any complaints. Um I'm sure there's some guys just outside the top 5 that may think they belong, but the good news is they have plenty of time to uh, you
0: know, get themselves into that top 5. Yeah, the rankings are going to change dramatically once the college golf season and major championship season rolls around. Let's give to you now 6 through 15, Garrett Reban from Oklahoma. Mac Meisner from SMU, Trevor Werbelow from Arizona, John Augustine from Vanderbilt, and Jovan Rabula from Auburn. That is six through 10, 11 through 15. Quade Cummins from Oklahoma, Cooper Dossie from Baylor, Hunter Eichhorn from Marquette, Tim Vitting from San Francisco, and Trip Kinney from Iowa State. So those are six through 15. And Brentley, maybe a little more insight on exactly how the rankings work how they might change and maybe why we're seeing some players that we thought could be in the top five with some work to do
1: yeah there's a few things when you look at six through 15 uh one thing that jumps out on me is uh john augustine how is he outside the top five that's what a lot of people i think were asking uh in the past 24 hours since these rankings were released and my response is uh you know the, the original plan for PJ Tour U was to use results starting from a player's uh, junior fall fall semester of their junior year and then on through NCAA's of their senior year. Well, because of COVID, they had to pull back uh, another semester. They're going to count the for this class only count the spring twenty nineteen uh semester so that changes a little bit some guys that we said hey they had great years they finished top five in golf stat guys like cooper dossi and quake cummins um you know they were top five in golf stat this past season but cooper dossi didn't play too much in the spring of 2019 he was still recovering from a wrist injury so i think that explains why some of those guys aren't uh, a little bit higher than we may have expected. Um, also, the divisor um, was raised from nine to 13. So that changes a little bit. Um, but again, that's going to even itself out once we get to next spring, hopefully. But um, yeah, I mean, just, it, it's just one of those things I I'm still getting over just how cool this all is to that that we're literally talking about a chance for 15 guys and five guys in particular to have career changing opportunities right out of the gate. Like we haven't had that ever, so just, I mean, I, I'm I'm finally glad to see uh, the the first ranking out, and it should be interesting to see how everything plays out uh, moving forward. And one more thing, Burko, I I know there was some concern about, hey, you know, what what would this favor the Power Fives even more um, than you know, because the Power Fives benefit from a lot of rules in college golf, um, scheduling, uh, rankings, regional selections. But looking at some of these names, Hunter Icorn from Marquette, Tim Vitting, I, 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 I like your sweetest accent, Burko, but Tim <laughs> Vitting from San Francisco, uh, it, it just proves that, you know, it, it, the, the mid-majors have, have a shot. Now, things could change in the next, you know, six months to a year, but as of right now, it doesn't seem like the Power Five players are really getting too much of a bump.
0: Yeah, and, and the numbers you know, call it the supercomputer working with the, the wagger and the RNA, et cetera. There are multiple facets that are put together to come out with this. And you mentioned the spring of 2019. Well, you know, who had a wonderful spring in 2019, John pack there, That's a big reason why he is number one. I mean, you take mm-hmm. a look at his last two spring seasons. Again, this will change a lot. I sort of alluded to the fact major championships will play a role you talked about john augenstein maybe a bit of a surprise not inside that top five but he's got a couple of opportunities coming up that a lot of these other guys won't
1: yeah so he'll play in the u.s open in the masters and as we know with this year's u.s open at Wingfoot, there's going to be a lot of amateurs in that they're going to take the top seven in the world amateur golf ranking who aren't already exempt obviously cole hammer will be exempt because of the McCormick medal and John Ongenstein is already exempt because of his us amateur runner up last year. Um, so a lot of points are available. The, the Wager um, is the ranking system that is being used for PGA tour. U. it's what I like to call a hybrid Wagger, a filtered Wagger, whatever you want to call it. It's college only events, PGA tour and majors. And as of the first of the year, the Wagger changed its formula a little bit. It awards wins um, more than it it did before. And it also doesn't give quite as many points to non-wins. If you look at the North and South amateur, if you finished, you know, if if you made the round of 16 this year and you made the round of 16 last year, same exact result, you got fewer points this year than you did the year before. However, with that said, majors, even if you miss the cut, that's a lot of points and for those seven, eight, nine amateurs or college players who are going to be playing at Wingfoot, they're going to have a chance. And I forgot to mention one thing about John There's There's been a lot of talk, as I've alluded to before, about him not being in the top five. But if you go back and look, he's got one victory. And so that just goes to what I'm talking about, the Wagger. You need to win. Uh, this is a message to all the players and all the players who I've talked about, who have had questions and asked me about P.J. Torreyu my biggest advice is go win and do it as much as you can, because that's going to be the surest way to make sure you have one of those corn furry tour cards.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm echo those sentiments. What we said two months ago, I think this is a home run. It now connects the dots from college golf to the professional level uh, under the PGA tour umbrella. It's going to be a lot of fun. You and I have both talked to a ton of players. They're excited about it. The possibilities, the prospects, And everybody loves lists. Everyone loves rankings. And we're going to look at this when they are released each and every time to see the movement and rest assured the players are going to do the same. And how will they move? As you said, win early, win often, win a lot. And we're hopeful that would start in early September when the college golf season would normally get underway. Well, there has been nothing normal about 2020 with the global pandemic, with the stoppage of college sports in the spring that's gosh more than four months ago and we are now nearing the end of July and we have no definitive answer if there will be a college golf season in the fall or period I know you and I have talked to a handful of coaches picking their brains this is all up in the air and I hate using that term when we try to have some fun and inform and educate But there's not a single coach that I spoke with that can definitively say one way or the other. I can go back to two months ago talking to one of the all-time greats in college golf as a head coach. And he shared with me his understanding is college football doesn't get played. There will be no college sports played, period. Let's be honest. College football runs college athletics from a financial standpoint. Most schools make 80, 90% 80, 90% of their revenue, if not more, from college football. That means games being played, 60, 80, 100,000 seats in the stadium, fans flocking to these towns for two, three days to pump money into the economy. And without that, there are going to be big question marks across the board for college golf.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm sure every coach in the country from Every conference in the country is hearing something different because everyone is in a unique boat, whether it's the conferences that have already canceled fall sports or postponed them in the Ivy League, Patriot League, Colonial Athletic Association, the SWAC. And then you have other conferences like the Big Ten that are talking about conference only or ACC talking about conference only football. It's just one of those things where. I'm frankly not surprised that we haven't heard a definitive answer because I think there are going to be several definitive answers in the next few weeks. And some teams, uh, fortunately, are going to get to play and other teams, unfortunately, I think, are gonna have their their fall seasons either canceled or moved to the spring or you know s- severely altered. Uh, there's just a number of possibilities. And at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happened. Although going to your point about football, I'm fairly certain that we're going to see at least power five football this year. Everything else I'm not quite as sure about, but when you have Texas and Texas tech already talking about 50% capacity fans in football stadiums, uh, that's kind of a big jump to, to then revert back to no football at all. So it'll be interesting. You know, I'm with you, Burke. I, I think we're both cheering for fall golf, uh, For some semblance of a normal season, um, and whether that's delayed, moved to the spring, um, that remains to be seen, I think.
0: You you bring up an interesting point there, and, and I didn't think about it until you mentioned it, that some schools might play and others might not. That could potentially open up another can of worms if, let's just say, 10 of the top 25 teams in the country can somehow cobble together a schedule. But the other fifteen are in conferences that have pulled the plug. I mean that that's a whole nother rankings, potential nightmare of trying to build an equitable situation. And, and then you go on lower division one tiers. you know, I heard from a coach that said, if college football doesn't happen, forget about college golf. Our athletic program will disappear. Yeah because they would make 1.4 million to go play, maybe a defending national champion at their place which would be 10, 20% of their entire athletic budget for the year. So that's a whole different level of middle to lower tiers, yet still competitive programs. And then you you reference the Big Ten, the Pac-12 doing the same thing with football. Conference only, they're going to try to figure things out. I've heard a Big Ten situation being discussed for men's college golf that I'm aware of, that they would play three events in the fall at Big Ten venues, strictly for big 10 schools that everybody can drive to one of the best events in the fall with a great national field in years prior is Olympia field. So I know you've got some coaches saying we've got the go ahead to go. And I've got other coaches telling me if it ever happens, it's only going to be the big 10.
1: Yeah. It just goes back to my point earlier about everyone hearing different things. And uh, you know, I, I, as, as for the rankings, I, I do think that it's not going to be as big of a deal if some teams get to play in the fall and some don't because a normal spring schedule should theoretically produce an inaccurate ranking. Now you are going to have a handful of schools, uh, particularly smaller schools that do get affected by that because they won't be able to play in those big spring events and get the, the right you know, connections with other teams head to head and all that, and it may affect their ranking. But I think at that point, the NCAA should do what I've been calling for all along and kind of revamp the committee process and not just go straight off the rankings and actually, you know, be a committee and select teams. But, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, there there have been coaches that said, hey, I, I have approval to, to fly to these events. I have approval to fly to Olympia Fields. Other coaches have said, hey, I kind of saw this coming. Our schedule, we can drive everywhere. Um, I think the one constant for every team is going to be budget cuts. I mean, that's just uh, that's no shocker. I think anyone could figure that out. Um, so that's going to benefit some of these bigger schools that are fully endowed that can afford to travel and fly and, you know, other coaches are going to have to be more frugal. But the the good thing about it is Uh, a college golf coach's budget also includes his recruiting budget and they haven't been able to go anywhere for the past few months. So they are saving some money there, but uh, yeah, it's, it's still going to be quite a challenge, but Hey, I mean, college golf is uh, you know, it's, it's a resilient bunch. You know, these, these coaches are smart. They'll, they'll figure it out. Um, but we need to get an answer. You know, like you said, we, we need an answer soon. And hopefully we, we get one by the end of the month. Cause that would give us, I mean, I don't know what you're hearing Burko, in terms of a, uh, a start date for college athletics, but I'm thinking it probably gets pushed back.
0: Yeah. I, again, I spoke to an sec coach tonight who said he's the eternal optimist says, I do not think we're playing college golf in the fall. And my follow-up was, it's all dependent on football. He's like, to your point, he's like, I believe we will play college football. But he's like, I don't believe we're starting till October or later, from what mm-hmm. he's heard within his athletic department. So let's say that is the scenario, that is the case. You're still betting that it happens. If college football, and let's, let's be honest, that is the animal that dictates all of college athletics. These coaches can have plans, they can have budgets, they can have approval. If there are no tournaments going on or can't quite get the fields, I, I think everyone ultimately has to get on the same page. That's my gut opinion. And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. I agree with you. They're smart. They'll find a way to create things. But is everybody going to be able to do that? I, you know, I don't know if that's fair or unfair. But I read articles that roughly 80% of college football's income is drawn from fans in the seats by people inflexing the communities for two or three days, spending all that money. If you don't have that, or you have just even a portion of that. And let's say October 1st college football starts. Are you going to get an athletic department? That's already hemorrhaging money on every level. I don't care if you're Ohio state, Texas, down to the very bottom, people have lost tens of millions of dollars. And again, the big picture We have a global pandemic. College sports isn't that important, but we do love it. That's why we're talking about it. Are you going to take that risk of, well, we're going to hope to play in October and we'll hope to make enough money so we'll let you play college golf? Or is it something like the Ivy League, who isn't driven by people going to watch Harvard and Yale to make money? They were ahead of it. They were the first to cancel their conference tournament before anybody in March. Yeah, and I well, saw a tweet I mean, out that, I saw a tweet out there and someone said, "Hey, by the way, they are the smartest people in the world and they're the first to pull the plug on
1: some, some of the richest people too." I I think I think uh you know, they they could do just fine without football and athletics. I I I think they're doing just fine. But uh
0: no, but <laughs> to your point, they, they they're looking at the, the safety of it all. It is not about money for them. They don't need the Correct. money. Yeah. And I don't think you'll be able to individually say, hey, college golf, you're safe, but women's and men's soccer, you're not. I think it is going to be all or nothing. I don't think there will be the opportunity to have an a la carte that you can play, you can't. You, I think it's all or nothing. And I just, in my gut, from talking to coaches, reading everything out there like we do, that we will see fall sports Likely, as you said, maybe push back, and we can get away with it in college golf. Oh yeah, let's be for honest. Sure. You can front load the spring, or people might just bag the fall and say, "Hey, you know what? We'll play six or seven events in the spring, and that's what it's going to be."
1: So I initially was in the same boat as you, Burko. It, it, this is not going to be a an a la carte thing. I I, I kind of like that term, by the way. I'm going to use it that. It makes bit more. me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh, but there is precedence. Uh, some some smaller divisions. Uh, I, I forget what it was, but there's a athletic association in Washington uh, college athletics that moved football, volleyball, some other sports to the spring, but said, "Hey, golf and tennis, you can play in the fall." So there is some precedent from a lower division that maybe not as reliant on football, probably doesn't even have football. Um, what was was that, that a
0: Washington high? It was a high school uh, association, right? in Washington state. Uh,
1: I, 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 I
0: believe, I thought it was I, Washington I, high school state athletic association.
1: You know what? You could be absolutely right. And I could be wrong, no. but there is, there, yeah. there is, there is some precedent. Um, you know, I think with that, it just shows that, you know, you, you, you can consider it because let's, let's be honest. Golf is, is the safest sport. I I, I don't think there's, there's any argument that when you're on the golf course, you're safer than any other sport. The question is when you're off the golf course. And that's one that people smarter than us will, will sit down and discuss. And uh, it should be interesting. And then and another thing, we got to get these international kids back over. Um, that's going to be Great another point. I mean, we're looking at the, uh, a U.S. women's amateur field that is going to be without more than half of the top 50 in the world amateur golf ranking. The majority of those, if not all, are international. Seven of the top 10 or six of the top 10 in the world. Um, now the men's, I think, is gonna be better. I mean, Sandy Scott, a top seven player in the world, he's finally making arrangements, but this, that student visa issue was a huge hangup. That's out of the way, but now it's just a matter of, all right, what hoops do we have to go through? How safe is it? Um, and it's gonna be interesting.
0: And you bring up a point now we're really trying to project when you talk about the women's AM and even for some of the top men's international players, they're in contact with their coaches. And if there truly was a strong thought that, hey, we are going to play in six or seven weeks, or you're going to be allowed back on camp, like, wouldn't Mm -hmm. you think, hey, by the way, you're coming back over in a month. Anyhow, you might as well go now. Yeah. Or Or there's so many question marks that they say, you know what? stay put because we don't even know who's coming back.
1: Well, I I think that's exactly right. And, but I do think the student visa thing was a huge hangup because it's only been, it it was, I think it was exactly a week ago. It was last Wednesday when the rules changed. And, um, so now international students, for those who didn't know the rule change, uh, there was an order that was put into effect, um, at a federal level that would prevent international college students from staying in the country if their entire semester was online um that's since been changed so uh, now they can get into the country on their student visas but the thing with the women's am is it's now a little bit too short of notice to i mean the the, the field came out before that announcement so it's a, you you can't just go back and say all right um these yeah. 20 25 girls who we said hey you can, you're, come in. And play. you're yeah. out now. <laughs> All right. Because we want, you know, Pauline, Rousseau Bouchard and Ingrid Lindblad in. Um, you know, you're out. But yeah. so I, I think the men's is, is, is will be pretty indicative. That field hasn't officially come out yet, but if we see pretty much an entire international or, or the top international players in that field, I think that'll be a good indication that their coaches feel somewhat confident.
0: Yeah. A lot of moving parts. Again, we're in the middle of July. Obviously we wouldn't necessarily have a podcast on college golf, but with the PGA tour university rankings coming out, we certainly wanted to follow up with those. And then. Yeah. Breaking news, Berko, breaking news, Give me breaking news on the podcast. What do you got? The Ohio Valley conference
1: board of presidents has reiterated its intention for the conference to commence competition this fall, this fall. If the facts surrounding the pandemic support it, uh, The board agreed to postpone the start of competition in fall Olympic sports until September 17th, and to conduct conference-only competition in women's soccer and volleyball. This decision does not include football at this time due to existing contractual matters. So, I would say that's fairly good news, Burko.
0: Yeah. Again, what we would think things will be pushed back, not making a complete, you know, blanket statement of that, but the ambiguous few words there are <laughs> dependent on what the facts say. Uh, everywhere, yeah. you know, we live in Florida. We're the epicenter. I wake up this morning, California's the epicenter. It, it's, I don't want to make light of it because we have all been put uh, in a position and we continue to have challenges daily to be smart, healthy, and I won't go on a soapbox, wear your mask, be smart, sanitize. Let's make all this happen. But, um, you know, it, They'll come and drop dead date as we wrap it up for college sports in general. And I think you alluded to it. And Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner was sort of like, by the end of the month, one of the biggest decisions in college sports will be made. And again, I'll wrap it with how I started. Football dictates everything. I'm a little reserved that we're going to play. I'd love to have your optimism that we are. Maybe again, it's an October or November or just an eight or nine game season but without it and a full complement and a reasonable fan base, you can play all the games you want. If fans aren't in the stadium, schools are losing money. And as you said, budget cuts, difficult decisions, what will happen? I sort of know or believe what will happen. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we're seeing college golf sometime in 2020. Uh, but again, as news breaks, we continue to get updates. You know, we'll circle back in a couple weeks to another podcast, hopefully with a little bit more good news, news. That, that is favorable. Yes, good news. We all need some good news here in 2020. But there's a quick college golf podcast in the middle of July for you. For Brentley, I'm Berko. Until next time, stay safe, everyone. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With
1: the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.